Hi, I'm Madonna. I'm your worst nightmare. To rule the world. Why don't you show them what you do, honey? You've never had more fun with anyone else. People, people, we gotta move on to the next song. I'm sweet and I'm a bitch, you know what I mean? And that's always been the way it is. I'm, I'm a human being. <laughs> I'm waiting. Hey, this is Christian Vincent, and you're listening to MLVC, the Madonna Podcast. Hey guys, it's Tony. Welcome back to MLVC. It's the end of August, end of summer, and here we are. Hi everybody, it's Tony. It's sorry. Hi everybody, it's Stefan. <laughs> Tony, you threw me off. I'm like, this is not the end of summer. It's, it's still summer for a good couple weeks. Still, you're one of those people already drinking up pumpkin spice latte, aren't you? You're actually. I had a, I had one on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. You, I know. I was going to say, I'm like, you've got your cardigans all lined up. You're ready to wear your Madame X tour jacket and uh, sip your pumpkin spice latte. I know it. Well, there wasn't much of a summer, so I'm uh, <laughs> bidding adieu to what was summer you know <laughs> but yes everyone welcome to the show as you heard our very special guest today is christian vincent christian welcome to the program glad to be here yeah we're uh how, how are things uh treating you during our our crazy crazy days of 2020 yeah uh, where are you calling from uh you know actually right now i'm in canada i oh, um wow. i was here well right now i'm i'm by coastal now and I lived in LA for years and then I got a place here in Toronto. Um, I'm originally from Canada. Great town. Here. Yeah, it's, it's a great city. So I was here working and um, I had just finished filming a show and then Corona hit. <laughs> and uh, my family's here and it, given like, did I want to go back to LA and be in quarantine? No. I'd rather my family's here, so I've been at the family house. Mm. You know, I've been very domestic. I've been cleaning the house and doing lawn stuff, and I don't know. It's been, it's been you know, like this has been a. I'll say, it is a tough time, but mm-hmm. I'll say the best thing about it has been, uh, and it's probably gonna sound corny, but it has been like being with my family has been the best. It's time that I would not. I've never been home this long. Exactly, right? It's not scheduled, yeah. so... <laughs> no. Well, plus things don't look like they're going so great in California right now. I, I mean, yeah. uh, it, other than the extreme heat with the crazy fires and, uh, and, and, and America in general is not really yeah. handling the pandemic all that well, so yeah. good for you to be in another country. Um, I wasn't going to say all that, but... <laughs> <laughs> we said it for you. I, I've, been looking into, <laughs> I've been looking into Canadian yeah. citizenship myself, and... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's, 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 I don't think it's great anywhere, but it has, I definitely appreciate the way things are being handled here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's just, let's just leave it at that. that yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I've got some, leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. I, I was going to say the same thing. I have some great friends in Toronto that I talk to often and they're like, mm-hmm. wow, you guys are crazy. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you guys are not. <laughs> yeah. But, so, bef- well, before we get down to some questions, let's mm-hmm. give Christian a, a proper intro for our audience. Um, Christian Vincent, as he, as you just heard, is a native of Canada. He hails from Windsor, Ontario. He got his start in the entertainment industry as the most working professional dancer, working with such artists as 
Shakira, Ricky Martin, Cheyenne, Mandy Moore, Jerry Hallowell, Macy Gray, Brian Seltzer Orchestra, Ashanti Prince, Gloria Estefan, Britney Spears, Stevie Wonder, and of course, our Queen Madonna, where he was dance captain for the Drown World Tour, uh, which we are going to get into in just a moment. Uh, Christian has also danced in movies. He's choreographed various projects. He's been off-Broadway. He's made a multitude of television projects, including being a series regular on the groundbreaking series, Noah's Ark, and the follow-up film, Noah's Ark, Jumping the Broom. Uh, Christian was one of the first black men to star in a Hallmark Christmas movie, A Majestic Christmas, in 2018, and recently finished filming his role as Tyler on the new series, The Wedding Planners. He's also been a faculty at the USC Gloria Kaufman School of Dance and currently teaches master classes around the world. So, wow, that's that's a lot, Christian. That's, I'm exhausted. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm, too that first line is like when it's funny because it's like one of the most i've worked a lot but some people be like what the most working dancer i wasn't the most working dancer but i i was really fortunate to work a lot as a dancer mm-hmm. well that's okay tony and i say we're the most working podcasters so uh, <laughs> hey I, you know oh, what do you do i'm the most working podcaster out there you know screw you oprah no we're better <laughs> yeah but it's, it's been a journey it's been uh it's been, you know, it's you have your little desires as a kid to go mm-hmm. into this business. And then, uh, and I just wanted to continue fulfilling those, that little fire that was in there. Yeah. And, uh, so Christian, tell us how you got started in dance in Windsor, Ontario, and who, who mentored you and, you know, who were your influences growing up to, to really like get out there in the world of dance? So um, I started my mom. I was like, I, I was the first time I, my mom liked, um, she liked Gregory Hines and Sammy Davis Jr. She loved tap dancers. So mm-hmm. she put me in mm-hmm. tap when I was five. And I remember being like, you know, you're the, the one little boy in the, in the, in the class. And we're doing like, I'm a little teapot. <laughs> and I remember I hated it. So I quit. And then, and then, then cut to like, uh, you know, Michael Jackson's Thriller, you know, and watching that and then going down to my basement and kids in the neighborhood, some of the girls in my neighborhood, we'd go downstairs and we'd choreograph in front of the mirror and, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I remember my mother and I, I, I don't remember, she says, I said, I want to go back to dancing. I, I thought she asked me. Anyway, uh, let's just say I, I wanted to go back to dancing. So I went back when I was like 12 and then started, you know, in the... In the dance world, there's like, you know, the commercial dance studios. You do your tap jazz and ballet and start ballet later. But long story short, I started going to dance conventions. And at dance conventions that would travel around from city to city, they'd bring in, you know, dancers and choreographers that worked in the industry. And it would be like, at the time, it was like Paul Abdul's dancers or somebody, Janet Jackson's dancers or somebody that was in a, you know, music video. So I grew mm-hmm. up going to these conventions looking up to these dancers. The first time I went to a convention, I told my mom, I was like 13, that I wanted to be a dancer. And mm. she had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like, you know, because my parents want, you know, they came from, you know, education. My mom was a nurse, hairdresser. My dad was a pharmacist. So it's like, you know, you need to, it's, it's about being a man of color. You need a career that you can sustain yourself in an education. Mm-hmm. So they were concerned. You needed to do a real job. I needed a real job where, you know, I could, I could uh, support myself. But long story short, my parents 
continued. I want to dance. So they're like, okay, let's let the boy dance. And they made sure that I was trained. And my, from the time I was 13, it was like, I want to move to LA. I want to move to LA. And so you're this kid in high school and you're watching music videos. And of course it's like Janet's on TV, Michael, Paul mm-hmm. Abdul, and of course Madonna. And I knew after seeing like the um, Blonde Ambition tour and then seeing um, Truth or Dare, it was like, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, I wanted to, you know, like I want to dance for Madonna. And you just, that's why I say there's something to be said for like kids when they're like, you know, if they have this dream, I, I never try to like bust on anybody's dream, and especially with kids. If they have a focus and they want to do that, it's like, my thing is like train and, and train for this thing, prepare yourself. So, you know, graduated high school. I eventually went to college in Indianapolis at Butler university dance program. Whole time I was there, I couldn't wait to get to LA. <laughs> I was like, love the program, but I was miserable because I had friends who moved straight from high school and were like, you know, they were dancing for Prince. They were dancing for, you know, all these people. And I used to watch, like, uh, you know, I knew all the dancers. Like, I knew Kevin, you know, Kevin Stay. I knew all the dancers' mm-hmm. names, you know. And you watch their careers and what videos are they in. So cut to graduate college. Two weeks later, I moved to L.A. And um, I'm there, like, eight weeks. And the first person to hire me for a job was Jamie King. Nice. Oh, wow. And uh, if you, Jamie King was the artistic director of the Drown World Tour and many of Madonna's tours. And I'd always watched Jamie, Jamie's career, and he had seen me in a class, and he called my friend that I was staying with and said, hey, would your friend want to do Baywatch? So my first job was Baywatch with Carmen Electra, well, the first one in L.A. <laughs> oh, did you get to run down the beach in a red pair of sh- swim No, shirts no. I was like in a club. I, I wish. I was hoping. <laughs> I was hoping, you know. Get the little speedo and rent. They didn't wear speedos. I don't know what I'm talking about. But they should have worn speedos. If it, there was like a reboot of Baywatch, they should wear speedos. Yeah, it would have been more. I, I think it would equalize everything. <laughs> more, <laughs> yeah, more exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd, it'd be so that was the first job um, in LA, and uh, you know the second job was uh, was was Prince started a dance company. So my second job. I was at Paisley Park in Chanhattan, Minnesota for three months rehearsing in Paisley for this company that he and Maite had started. And um, Did you get to meet Prince? Yeah, we were there like, we were there for three months every day in his house, basically. Like, we're, Actually, hang, ha- hanging out? Well, I wouldn't say we're hanging out. We were busting our asses in that rehearsal because he'd come in at the end of the day and check out what we were doing. And it's like as soon as he walked in the room, it was like the air just... We were like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know, cause he would come. I mean, it's funny because I am not, it's funny. Like even doing this pot, I don't usually, I'm a person that I don't talk about the past a whole lot. Like, you know, I really have not talked a lot about working with Madonna a whole lot or a lot of my past jobs because I'm always like, okay, what's next? Mm-hmm. But in not doing it, you know, when certain like when he passed away, I was like, like, it's crazy. I like, I was there. Yeah. I was around Prince. He came in every day, you know, in his full beat, he, in his, his, I mean, he was immaculately dressed. Hair was immaculate. Everything on was immaculate. He'd come in and watch us dance every day and gave the choreographers notes. And we were walking basically around his house every day. Wow. And uh, we recorded in his studio. He made us, 
he allowed us, or whatever you want to say it, he, he recorded Raspberry Beret in his recording studio. Um, but this is like, the, you know, it's like that kid, this is one of the people that I, I, you know, I went and saw Purple Rain when I was a kid. My mom took me to go see that. And then mm-hmm. I always wanted to be around these people. So Prince was, it was like, I got to be around Prince. Um, <clears throat> and then after that, you know, the trajectory is, it's funny at the time, like um, I moved to LA and I had all this long hair and I was throwing that stuff around. And then <laughs> it was like, and it was just like, you know, you have your look, you think you're, and then I got to LA, I was like looking at the guys who were working and I was like, the guys who worked a lot, you know, I was like, okay, they're clean cut. Okay, they, seems like, yeah, they kind of work out. And so <laughs> I was like, Kinda. okay, um, I want to work. Because I was going to auditions with this long hair. And I was like, I knew I was getting cut because of it. So and it's not to say be who you are, be who you want to be, all that kind of stuff. But it was like also business-wise, I was like, okay, I need to do this. So I figured some things out and started, you know, created this like and I, I bring up Kevin a lot or like Sergio Carbajal there were certain guys that mm-hmm. danced at that time that was like yeah um so it was like I wanted to be the brown one that got all the jobs mm-hmm. because in LA it's very much you know for dance jobs it was always like you know there's gonna be let's I'll just be bluntly honest there's gonna be so many Caucasians on a job usually and then there's gonna be the one black guy the maybe right. one Asian guy so I wanted to be the whatever they thought it was Latin black, whatever I was just like let me be the one brown guy. So um, I started auditioning and then, you know, it was, it's like, you've got to be out there and audition and audition. And that's what I was doing. And I started working and I'm going to cut to the chase with, mm-hmm. you know, the last time Madonna had auditioned was when I was in high school and that was um, girly show. Right. And so when she had this audition for, it was for the don't tell me video. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to get this mm-hmm. because that's, that's why I moved to LA was mm-hmm. to work for these people. And as far as imagery and as far as, um, artistry, I always appreciated what she did and wanted to be a part of that. So long story short, Big audition, like for our generation, was like huge. Madonna's having an audition. So went to the first call, and they were picking four guys. And Out of how many? Oh, God. I, Five, <laughs> 5,000 people? I don't, well, I, you know, I don't know how many auditions, so I don't like – nowadays there's even more dancers in L.A., but it was everybody, all the dancers in L.A., you know, auditioned for this music video. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I'm like manifestation. It's like – I do believe in it. It's just like, I'm like, I'm going to get this. And there's another friend of mine that got it. And I remember watching him cause I was, I had gone and I watched him like, I watched him like, he's going to get it. There was a friend of mine at the time, Michael. And mm-hmm. I watched him dance like, he's going to get this. So I remember getting in my car and, uh, I auditioned and I, I remember when did I get the phone call? I remember getting my agent calling and say, you got it. And I called my parents of like, I got it. And I, <laughs> no, like, I, you know, it's like, and I just broke. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's all that, like, all the years of like watching music videos, you watch Madonna, you watch a Prince, you watch a Janet, da 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 da. And you know, everybody in the city wants this job. And you're like, inside, you're like, I'm going to get this one. And in the audition, I remember 
she, um, I tell this to kids a lot because I teach a lot of kids across the country because when you audition, it's sometimes, it's a, it's a, a total mental thing. Of course. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to swear, but it's, it's like, well, oh, you can, it's a Madonna, it's, it's, it's like, a Madonna podcast. You can swear audition, anyone. Auditions are a mind fuck. Like you <laughs> have to, you can be the best answer. There's so many auditions that you, I have had some that are great and then some that are completely shit because I've. I just lose it. I like go mm-hmm. down or I look at the wrong thing and it just throws me. So I remember doing this little cowboy choreography, you know, and she looked, you know, she looked straight at me and she, you know, you're straight faced and you know, someone can just crack a smile real quick and then stop it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Madonna. And she did that. <laughs> yeah. So, and she did that. And I just remember smiling back at her and I remember her leaning over to Jamie and she said, good. He smiled back at me. Mm. And, I, and I tell this to kids because it's a mental game, you know, that whole auditioning process, especially with somebody like that, who's intelligent. There's, there's more than just your dancing that's being evaluated when you're, so cut to, we rehearse for the video. Um, hours and hours. She's just making you guys slave away. No, no, no lunch, no dinner. It wasn't even, this is what I remember. And this is. I remember we rehearsed by ourselves, and then she, uh, Kristen, who was the choreographer for that? That was Jamie. It was Jamie King. Okay. We, we choreographed it, and I think um, Stephanie, his assistant, helped him. But I think officially he was the choreographer. Okay. And we were at Alley Cat Studios, which is no longer there, and we rehearsed for a while, got the choreography. Oh, and we also had to go. She wanted us to go country line dancing at. Um, oil can Harry's too. <laughs> we, had to, we had to do. I God damn, it's funny the things that or the one in Studio or, City. The one in Studio, it was either her or Jamie. I don't know who it was, but somebody said you guys need to go to Oil Can Harry's. So we went to Oil Can Harry's. And um, did they have a mechanical bull there? Did you get to ride one of those? I no, I know I didn't ride. I I, uh, I know I that didn't. was in Drowned World. That was that, that was <laughs> no, that was worth coming. No, Drowned World. She had the mechanical bull, but yeah. you know we didn't get to ride it. But you know, <laughs> and never did. But uh, so yeah, we rehearsed, and I remember she came in, and it was pretty. It was pretty chill. Like we learned the choreography. We did. Then we shot part of the Don't Tell Me. It was like we had to go away. We we're out in some desert. Like we had to go away for a night, just the guys, to do the desert part. Right. And then we filmed the next part um, on a green screen with her. And I remember we took some picture, you know, took some pictures. Actually, I think I sent, I don't know if I sent you one, but we took some pictures that never came out. And then uh, we, what did we do? Oh, and then we did that video came out. Um, D Square did our clothes. I'm telling you all the things like as a kid, you're like, oh, D Square. Oh, no. That- <laughs> Tell us everything. You know, <laughs> you know D Square did our clothes. I remember, you know, because those guys are really little. And I was like, what 20 something at the time too and i was pretty little but i'll tell you those pants did the whole video they were not on my butt they're were, they were, they not made for people who slightly have an ass at all so the whole video my belt is under my ass so um did the video i don't remember seeing that in the video yeah, at all i would have remembered seeing no, a, an ass it, hanging it, out of some pants. no it was like because the, the body part was like a full body suit that snapped at the bottom and you know and the pants came over it. So you never would have saw it. You wouldn't see shit. Um, so we did the video. It's like, yeah, video. And uh, then we did a promo tour with her. Oh, I know. I so wanted to go see that promo tour. I did not get to go. I was so pissed. 
Yeah, that was fun. I mean, we went to, where did we go? We went to New York. We were in Paris. We were in Rome and London. Yeah. Wow. So we did the promo tour. And then after that, I think came the Grammys. We did the Grammys that year. And then after the Grammys, we had to, then it was, okay, audition for the world tour. So we had to re-audition for the world tour. So Just when you think you were safe. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> promo tour, video, promo tour, and Grammys. And you're like, oh, we've totally got this world tour under our belt. And then she's like, mm, no, you got to audition. Sorry. Yeah. I, I didn't know what we had. I mean, honestly, <laughs> you, don't, you don't know. I was like, okay. So, and that was, that was a long audition. Mm. Long, I remember yeah, just a long audition. And then now, what kind of what kind of dance did you specialize in? Were you were you like multi-talented? I can tap, I can do this, yeah, I can do I was, that. You know, it's it's dance is changing and evolving now, but I grew up like so watching music videos, want to be a commercial commercial dancer. So it was like you train, I trained in tap and jazz and ballet and modern and hip hop. Um, you know, because back then, like let's say early 90s, um, was still a little bit more jazz oriented. Dancing was more It was still more angular. I mean, you look at you look at a lot of it, and it was more street jazz. Once Britney in sync like started coming out, it became things became even more started to become more urban. It was still, you know, pop jazz. It was still it was hip hop y, but it started to change. And on our tour, we did Drown World. Uh the, it wasn't she, it it wasn't really about choreography so much i think mm. this is my interpretation these are her, but it was i think they wanted to be more organic and less choreographed and less you know it that wasn't the mode that i think the tour was on so that's why right. it, it seemed less drown world tour i mean i love the drown world tour it's yeah. one of my favorite tours of hers but that always seemed it was a little less like group choreography where like on blonde ambition you would have like the troop of her and her dancers all moving one together like during like a prayer you know from side to side it was like they were all doing the same type of movement drown world tour didn't really have a whole lot it it almost seemed like the dancers were doing their own thing right but the thing with drowned world i think is that it was the first time that she featured the dancers you know so they could each do their own thing um I, yeah, because she had like Tamara did the contortion, Aiko uh-huh. did the Birdman. Yeah, it was it was that was and that made the tour harder mm. because okay, cut to um, we rehearsed for three months. Um, Jamie asked me if I'd be the dance captain. Yeah, so, what does the, so let's let's for people who might not know what that means. What okay. exactly what exactly is the purpose okay. of a dance captain? So she would. I remember her saying, "Dance captain." Anytime. <laughs> yeah. So with dance captain, that's how she referred to me. Um, I would make sure, because we had to rehearse every day before we performed. So I ran the rehearsals. Um, I would run her through her flying, like uh, that a bit. So it's mm-hmm. ba- And then any issues, actually the issues or concerns the dancers had, um, I was the one who would have to go to production and uh, be the one that presented all well, the dancers need or this dancer needs, you know, which was not always, I was not always the most popular person in doing oh, that. So you were like the manager. Well, yeah, it's basically trying the to- task keep, master. Yeah, I was a task master. 
Um, and just try to keep us, every, you know, everyone on the same page with production mm. and the dancers. And so that was my job. And, uh, and would Madonna, like, come to you if there was a problem that she wanted to fix things? Like, well, gosh, well, you, no, we, you oh, make them do this or make them do that. No, it was because we still always had one of Jamie's assistants on tour. So the train the, of command was basically Madonna would tell if it was Tiffany or Stephanie and they'd say, Christian, can you? And I can tell you one story about something that happened that I will never forget because it was one of the, it's one of the worst things that ever happened oh. on stage. <laughs> okay. Be, okay. I'll tell you. So being dance captain, I remember we did, I forget what city it was in. And uh, they said, Christian, they're, they're testing new smoke tonight. So can you make sure that it's okay on the floor? And because they just, um, they want to wax it or they want to clean it. Mm-hmm. So they were going to clean it, which would make it slippery. And then they were trying new smoke. So uh, I remember, I don't remember, the stage manager, I said, okay, so he's like, here's a smoke and here's a test spot on the floor. So I, I you know, I was there and st- sticking around, stomping around. And I forget who's there with me. And it, my feet, okay, they, they stuck to the floor. It wasn't slippery. Oh. Cut to oh, dear. performance. <laughs> I have never experienced this in my life. Cut to the performance. At the beginning of the show, Madonna had to drop backwards. Like as soon as we're standing out there, we get through all the tubes. I'm standing on stage. I can feel my my feet sliding apart. Oh no. Like you're on ice. Sliding, sliding apart. And we're like, dancers are slipping. I remember Addie said she slid off the stage. And then we're supposed to catch Madonna when she drops backwards and we're standing and sliding. Oh, no. <laughs> so we didn't drop her, mm. but it was a mess. Well, mm. I was going to say, I'm like, even if she was just dropping on top of you, you the, 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 the goal here is she doesn't get dropped. Yeah, right? it's like yeah. If, if anything, we had better catch her. <laughs> we caught her, but it was like everyone was slipping. So that mm-hmm. the end of the show, I remember, I think Steph was like, what happened? Well, I said, that, whatever they, they used was not the same thing that we tested on that stage. And it wasn't. Mm. They used some, some, other, some other smoke than what we had tested. And that, floor, that stage was a shit show. Oh, no. It was, it was, it was one of the, yeah, it was one of the, it was, it was bad it was it was so bad was it like that the entire run of that show as soon as they stopped doing the smoke it was Mm -hmm. fine but whatever smoke they chose to use um it just made whatever they cleaned the stage with just like it was like grease Mm. oh yeah not 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 the grass the the best thing to be dancing on (laughs) well uh, yeah it was it was uh yeah so uh, there's a little tidbit. I don't know if you guys knew, but it was it was on there. <laughs> Christian, well, okay. wait. I was gonna say um, this show had a lot of like really crazy technical elements. What Ooh. would you say was the most difficult part of of Drowned World as far as the special effects and the you know? Um, well, they you know they did the flying. I think I f- I felt like we were hanging up you know from our feet when we were the butos. Yeah, you were. Overall, <laughs> I, mean, I felt. I felt pretty like I felt pretty safe. It was pretty amazing, like looking mm-hmm. at the audience. Um, I don't know if technically, I mean, we had the pop traps. I don't know. I just think we were everything was well rehearsed, 
so that you pre- you've pretty much felt comfortable. I mm-hmm. mean, those pop traps could be dangerous because if you yeah. w- tried to get into one, you know, and somebody hit the thing, you were, your head would be cut off. But um, I think that the hardest part of our tour was we, so many people on the tour were specialized, the dancers, and we didn't have swings, meaning we didn't, we didn't have any replacements. Everyone right. had their job. It was you, yeah. So if someone got injured, it was a problem. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking about that kimono thing that like, oh, I oh yeah. still okay. can't figure it oh, out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. The, um... Yeah, because <laughs> well, the Jacques Gautier outfit with in Frozen. Yeah, that was that was yeah. Those those uh, were Jamal Story and I were the ones who were manipulating those. And yeah, we we would keep our eyes on one another and her, and we could if she shot you a look left or right, you knew you weren't doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she was br- like, I'll say this: she was brilliant in that, or she is, I should say, in past tense, in that she would know. I remember saying stuff to Jamie like, "So and so's outfit during da 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 didn't have this and this and this and this." And you're like, "Damn!" How did she like, recognize that with yeah, everything else know, going like, on? Certain details that you know, she's on stage performing in front of all these people, but she noticed that whatever was wrong with someone's outfit, a specific detail that wasn't there. Your ass was hanging out of the "Don't Tell Me" pants, and yeah, um... yeah, we rectified that. We had different costumes for the tour. We had we had jeans, and I, I think um, D Squared gave us, gave us a little more space there. Yeah, you guys had some amazing costumes. The dancers in Drowned World. I was just watching it over the weekend, and I was that was like one of my biggest takeaways from you know yeah. watching it for the fifty thousandth time. And imagine being like <laughs> you're, you know, when you're like one of your first big tours and you're being, you know, Jean-Paul Gaultier is fitting you. Um, <laughs> did you get to keep any of the clothes or no? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We did get tour. We got tour jackets. We got, yeah, we got tour jackets and she gave us, um, she gave us each this little, like a pendant. It was like, I think it had a little diamond in it. That was, oh, nice. and, yeah, I think it was like, and you still diamond. have those items. Yes. I do still have those items. Yes. Okay, good, good. <laughs> and she gave us each, she would sign one thing for each of us. And um, I got a record, I had her sign a record, I think. Yeah. It's so mommy dearest. I'll sign one thing for you and everything else goes well, to the children. Actually, okay, you know what? No, I did do this. I'm like, I had, I, she said one, but I like, I, I had two because my roommate wanted one signed and she's like, she did do it. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, for the dance captain. I know, yeah. like dance, da- dance captain got two. Yeah. I mean, you you had two roles, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, you're right. I did. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm trying to think. There's so, there was so much about Drone World Tour that I absolutely loved, and I mean, overall, was that just like so immensely memorable for you? Did it was it like career defining for you? Did you feel like I've made it? Yeah, I think being a being a dancer, because a lot of times people will say to you, oh, what do you do? Especially, I'm like, oh, I'm a dancer. Oh, so either they think you're a stripper or <laughs> they think, you know, depending on what, you know, or they think, oh, what dance troupe are you in? Like mm-hmm. dance, dance troupe. Uh, so then, okay, so you're, da- oh, what do you do? And if you say certain names, like even to this day, it's, when you say certain names and of course saying, Oh, you know, I danced for Madonna. It's like, Oh, 
it's a game changer because mm-hmm. that's like you know you realize especially at that time you realize when you go going to diff, you know be in the states but even when you go to these other countries and they're like madonna dancer madonna dancer mm-hmm. it's um it carries some weight and i think because she is so particular and was meticulous and her art i mean she's just smart yeah so uh, well, that, that tour was such a, I mean, I, you know, it was eight years after her last tour. You yeah. know, she, she had become a mom. Yeah. There was, you know, two huge career defining albums that she had to put on stage for the first time. Yeah. And it was such a massive undertaking, you know, like she had done Blind Ambition, girly show, taking a break. And then when she came back and I just remember when I saw the show, I was flipping out at everything mm-hmm. that she was doing because there were so many things like Madonna flying. That was yeah. like yeah. freaking that was, that out was, over that, right. you know, cause it was so cool to watch. Yeah. Madonna was, singing in Spanish and it was dark. And you yes. know, there was the only, the only show that she's done without Vogue. Right. You, you yes. just said what I was yeah. just, Okay. But I'll say this from a dance perspective. I I missed it. I missed, you know, when you get dance for Madonna, you want to do Vogue. Yeah, I well, know. You, you still can. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, yeah, yeah, you still can. You're, you're right. I do it every morning. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> if you'd like to Vogue and send us a video, we'll post it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, it's almost yeah, like dancing for Madonna. Okay, got it. All right. I stand corrected. Mm-hmm. So one, one more thing on Madonna dancing. Uh-huh. How, how did Madonna elevate your dancing? Uh, how did she elevate my dancing? Um, hmm, that's an interesting question. I think she elevated, she elevates status as a dancer. It's like a marker, um, in the industry, uh, mm-hmm. that if you have danced for her, then it carries weight that mm-hmm. you are, you're, you're great. You're mm-hmm proficient you are of a certain caliber of a dancer and who i mean from all genres of dance whether it be concert dance to commercial dance to any most people that know her it's they've wanted to dance for her and i got you know that's why i consider like i I told you that trajectory of being a kid to getting a dance for her did it define it was a great part of my life it's part of my life that i really cherish i'm glad mm-hmm. thankful that i got to do it um i'm thankful i got to be around to learn to see to grow and um gr- i cherish it yeah yeah christian you also have your sag card i see you have a lot of um a lot of film credits so mm-hmm. tell us what are some memorable um film appearances that you're in i mean i know that you were in rent and um so, She's all that, which yeah. is a very iconic dance sequence. <laughs> yeah, that was like one of that was my first. As a, so, there's a difference between. But it's funny because as a dancer, when you tell people, "I was in this movie," they're like, "Wait, where? What? There, right? Oh, there, oh where is yeah. it?" You know. So, <laughs> as a dancer, like you know, there's certain like uh, "She's All That." Adam Shankman choreographed with Mama, and that was my first movie. One of my favorite jobs ever. They created the best environment. It was like, it was amazing. I mean, it, it was fun. So that's one of the most memorable. Mm-hmm. movie moments as far as a dancer um and if you want to it staying in the dance genre or going outside of that no go okay for it. so i have to say like uh it's pretty the trajectory of things like being the dancer you know you're always behind somebody and just like okay so two years ago 
um, I don't know. I, I was I was teaching at USC, professor at USC, and I took a sabbatical for a semester. And I was like, you know, I want to take some time because I want to get back to being the performer. And literally, a few weeks before summer started, I get this call from my agent saying, um, "We have a request for you to do a Hallmark movie." And I'm like, "What?" Yeah. Long story short, um, I got an offer to be a lead in a Hallmark movie. And that, to me, was very memorable. Uh, and I, and it's that year, I, I think, like, people, I, this is what other people were saying, you know, that was the first year that Hallmark had, uh, you know, ethnic leads. And mm-hmm. I was one of the first that year. I think they had, like, four or five. I still can't get over the fact that it was only 2018 when that happened. Well, you know, there's a lot of things going on in this country that I can't believe. Like, it's just crazy to think that it was 2018 and that was the first time that there were ethnic leads. Well, the leading couple, yeah. Yeah, Well, yeah. Yeah, As opposed to, yeah, like the best friend or the neighbor or... Yep. So I was very happy to be in in that genre, because I love Christmas, in that light, yeah. in that genre to be asked. Um, that was a huge uh, highlight in the career, you know, uh, going of from Of course, every year Africa. people will see you on TV. Every year, it's tradition. It's tradition. It's tradition yeah. Well, it's a, cultural, it's a cultural institution. I mean, yeah. the, I mean, don't they, I feel like, doesn't Hallmark just play Christmas movies all year? I didn't, I didn't even think they, they, they have. No, they've got like, now they've got like um, different seasons. Like, oh, yeah, right. Like Valentine's Day, yeah, yeah, and yeah. This, that, like, but they do Christmas in July, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like for the entire, I think it's from the moment Thanksgiving goes away, it's just Christmas 24 <laughs> seven. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. I will admit that after Thanksgiving, I usually leave it on the Hallmark channel through New yeah. Year's and just let <laughs> yeah. it play in the background. I'm, hey, my tree, <laughs> my tree is up by November 1st. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you were, you were more than happy to be <laughs> inhabiting the world of Christmas yeah, yeah, I, months, I, months before yeah. it actually happened. Hell yes. I well, right. Cause they, I think I saw in your Instagram, you were filming the Christmas movie in September. Yes. Yeah. So, so you have to sort of get in the spirit of Christmas and how long does that shoot go on for a couple of weeks? We did, we did that in like 15 days. So, oh my uh, God, that's quick! Oh, they crank those out then, yeah. huh? Wait. A lot, a lot of productions now. It's like, yeah, you're, you're in and out. Kristen, what is the name of this Hallmark movie so people can look uh, for it in called, the upcoming months? A majestic Christmas. I think it's on like on. I think Hallmark has like on demand, or I posted like I know it was streaming recently. I, oh, cool! I'll have to it. find it because I yeah. did not see it like playing in the you know, upcoming months, but yeah. I'll find it on the app. So, I mean, how did you miss it? How did you, I mean, you're well, for what? Because it's, it's been summer. Okay. <laughs> but no, wait, I want to ask, I want to ask Christian about Noah's Ark. I yeah. watched Noah's Ark when it was on logo and I loved it. And then it, you know, you guys did the movie and it yeah. went off the air, but yeah. I, are you guys going to do a reboot or, or like, cause there's a big fan base for Noah's Ark. You know, and and I, it also, it filled a void when, I thought it was such a gutsy show because there was nothing like that out there when yeah. it came out. It's a, uh, you know, I, that's what I love about that show. And I commend Patrick, the creator. It's that it was definitely ahead of its time. And I have a lot of people that come up to me and have said, um, thank you for doing this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, because I'll, to be bluntly honest, uh, a lot of people think that doing 
a show like that is career suicide, especially at the time that we did it. Yeah, well, that was on way before Looking oh, ever was on it, HBO. I mean, that was before Queers Folk, I think, as yeah. well. And, mm-hmm. and and to some extent, some people, you know, may think that is the, the truth. But I, um, I think it had a great purpose. Uh, it was it was a first. I'm glad to have been a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the, it was it was fun to do the movie too, like to revisit coming back to those characters, and then just recently. Um, Patrick contacted us all about doing this reunion, which he streamed online. And that part was surreal. I mean, because, yeah, it's because a lot has, you know, you're not, but a lot has changed since I did that show. So um, going back and playing that character, it was like, oh, wow. Yeah. It was like putting on those old (laughs) shoes and full circle. And I literally, I did it because. I always, it was for the fans who have always been, mm-hmm. we want to see, we, we really want to see you guys come back. We really want to see, I did it. I did it for that reason. And oh, it was, cool. you know, it was to, you know, it was benefit different um, causes in the LGBTQ community. So uh, yeah. And whether it comes back, I'll be honest with you, Tony, I have no, I don't know because I don't even know why it really went off. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, I don't it, either. It, it, I don't I, either. I mean, I've heard things and I'm not going to go over like I've heard why, you know, different reasons and I'm not going to just say I've heard things. Right. And so I'm not going to say because I don't know if they're what's the truth, but it went off the air. If it comes back, it's meant to. Yeah. Um it would be great, but if it doesn't, at least now you can watch different shows and there's more representation. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. You guys opened the door for other people to tell stories. You know, I mean, there was never, you know, there was never black people that were gay, that were out, that were not suffering. There were, there were never Latin people that were out and gay and, you know, thriving. So I'm so glad that now we can see those stories because Noah's Ark had the balls to do it, you know? Yeah. And it's funny the people, like I always get people came up to me and say, oh, I used to watch your show late at night. Yeah, um, me too. It's like it's always like a big. I used to, I used to sneak and I, but, but my mother, you know, we would, you know, parents finding that out that mm-hmm. the child was gay because they found the DVDs and someone's ass got whooped because they had no, uh, you know, <laughs> you on shirtless on their DVD. It's like, I, it's, it's, it's that part is kind of comical and interesting, but I think, you know, just like, what was I watching? I was watching. Oh, you know, with with the tragedy of Chadwick Boseman and how you see, you know, how representation means so much to people. Mm -hmm. And how when you see yourself in, uh, it doesn't always have to be a positive light, but it is great when it is a positive light, when you see see strong representation of, with people that are considered not the norm, it's, right. it's, I mean, it, it changes, it changes our society. I really, you know, the media television changes our society and, um, representation really is important mm-hmm. it's really in, in shaping, uh, how we view ourselves and how society treats people and how we evolve to a better place, you know? Yeah. No, I, I always bring it up when I, you know, when I speak to, you know, people that have worked with Madonna because she, 
you know, because of the Blonde Ambition Tour, I got to see gay Latino men on stage for the first time in my yep. life. And I was in Texas, you know, I mean, like, how was that going to happen any other way, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it, so it, it's very important. You know, I always think about, you know, my nieces and nephews and, you know, all these, you know, kids growing up. And it's important for them to see themselves on screen and on stage because um, that's how be, they can be their true self, you know? It needs to be humanized. Yes. You know? You know. Well, and I think Noah's Ark was great because not only is it showing people of color, but it's showing them in legitimate, loving relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just uh, someone who was, you know, gay and dying of AIDS. It yeah. was it was showing people, you know, uh, in, being in relationships, going to the gym, mm-hmm. looking beautiful, you know, and going to Martha's Vineyard. Right, <laughs> right. Get married. Yeah, exactly. Fighting. Make, making yeah. out with making out with Wilson Cruz. I mean, come on, that's that, that, that's a successful I mean, half-hour television show. Come on, exactly. He's a great guy. Wilson's a really great guy. I had the privilege. I think I messaged you about yeah. it. I had the privilege yeah. of photographing with Wilson last year. Um, we had some like beautiful photographs, yeah. and he Out Magazine loves to publish them every year like it's like oh it's wilson cruz thirst trap thursday here we go again and <laughs> yeah he's in he's in great shape oh my god it's insane yeah, i was it's, I'm it's, like, it's like chiseled out of i don't even know how it's possible yeah. <laughs> christian i have yep. a question yep. so tell me about uh your dance instruction and also i you know in something you mentioned earlier that you grew up going to these dance conventions yeah. have you done another full circle moment where you go to dance conventions and work with up and coming dancers. Oh yeah. I mean, that's my, my career. It's like, I was talking to, it's, 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 I'm, I mean, I act, I choreograph. Um, I, you know, you dance, but I am an educator. I've, I've always been, I started teaching years ago right. and it's always been, just to give you an idea, you know, after I, to be honest with you, when I did, after I did Madonna's tour, it's like you do, that's like the A plus job in the dance world. And then you come back and just, you're a dancer. So you've got to audition. It's like back to audition for all those other jobs. And my fire for certain jobs was not the same as mm. a dancer. After you, I love dance, but it wasn't. I didn't, you know, it's that, that fire that drives you to, well, I want to dance for Madonna, I want to dance for the Prince, I want to, you know, I dance for all these people. And then you do that job and it's like, I want, wanted to evolve. Mm-hmm. So um, from a pragmatic perspective, it's like, okay, how can I have my weeks free, weekdays free to pursue acting and training and all that kind of stuff? So I started teaching on dance conventions, which is where I was introduced in the commercial dance world. So I started doing that after Madonna. So on the weekends, I travel in you know, teach on the weekends. And then during the week of audition, if I got a job, then, you know, I work on the job. But for years, I've done that. And I am constantly in contact with the next generation of dancers. And I feel that my job is to pass on the knowledge because you know it's funny. I just talked to Kevin Stay for dancers, people out there who know Kevin Stay. I was just friend of the podcast. Friend yes, of the podcast. We've, we've had him on the show, <laughs> and we were talking about um, this next generation of dancers and how they're trained and educated. And there's really a disconnect. Sometimes there's the dancers nowadays are. It's like it's like technology. They're advancing beyond you know the previous generation. However, there's a vast amount of training that's going on that does not prepare them from the re- for the realm that we worked in. And I said, 
Um, we're just talking about that. And that's what I think my, my job is. And it's to help teach them a manner that is inspiring, but also is practical and pragmatic if they want to be a performer. So I'm always, I try to elevate how they feel about themselves because we all have these, you know, especially as a teenager, all these insecurities, all these things you don't like about them yourself. And they get magnified when you get, if you're not strong, they get magnified when you get into this business. And not only am I about training and getting the skills, but it's also this, the thought process about you yourself in this business and uh, enjoying yourself. So yes, I do. I am constantly educating. I travel and educate. I do master classes. I do the conventions. I did end up getting my master's um, so that I could teach in higher education. Um, I was a lecturer, professor at USC. I just stopped at USC as of this year because, you know, I, I was choreographed. Like last year, I choreographed the Madam C.J. Walker self-made movie, and then right after that, I went into the um, Salt and Pepper movie. Oh, uh, I was going to ask you about that because I, I, I saw that. Tell, you were, tell us about that. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> like so. It's it's. I education is always I'm always going to do that even I'm always going to educate with respect mm-hmm. to dance so Thank you have you. to come full circle uh what do you want to know about salt and pepper oh I just <laughs> I, you know, how, how does one chore- go about choreographing the life of well how do, you, how do, you, do, you, <laughs> do you sit down with the ladies and be like girls what would you like me to include in this or do you just be like I'm just going to make it up based off the videos well the the thing with that was there was one Porsche, they like, I don't know how much I can say. Shit. Um, I'll just say this. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's not out yet. It comes out in January. So I'll say this there's a lot of um, iconic music in there. So I did not want to replicate verbatim someone else's choreography. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it's like late 80s, early 90s, you know, hip hop. Mm-hmm. So, so it's just like, you know, it's, there, it's a, there's a vocabulary there mm-hmm. of, of that era of hip hop. So that's what I use along with, you know, if you're a dancer, you stay in that, in that genre, that era, and then you feel the music and that's how you choreograph. And that's what, you know, there were references. I, and actually I wouldn't look at verbatim, like definitely nothing. There's one thing that's, it had to be verbatim because it's a recreation. I'm not going to say what of one of their music videos. So there's one thing, which we uh, they got permission to use the choreographer's uh, movement because we had to I had to recreate one of one of the videos, which was which mm-hmm. which was fu- actually that was the hard that was harder because you know cuts from this and okay what are they doing there what mm-hmm. you know so that was the hardest part but it's yeah it was cool to work on like you know another like iconic you know you look back and it's like God I you know I got to you know I I worked on. Mm-hmm. You know, Salt, Salt and Pepper, yeah. Salt and movie, you know. I will. I, there better be some Running Man and some Kid in Play. <laughs> okay, and you're you're like, not going to be disappointed. Okay, okay. I was going to say, like, I grew up. I grew up watching those music videos, so you better be right. bringing it for us, Christian. You're not. I mean, you're not, not going to be disappointed. But most importantly, the kids need to see this. Like, the, you need to teach the children these dance. Oh, I, know. <laughs> I, I was. I was at the Global yeah. Citizens Festival two years ago, yeah. and Janet Jackson was uh, coming on. Everyone knew Cardi B. Everyone, all the all the kids around me knew who Cardi B was. They couldn't name a Janet Jackson song, and I was appalled. <laughs> well, I was like, that, that's, called, you? "That's called us getting older." I know. Yeah. Yeah, we just we just got to, we just. But you know, 
You know what? I I just caught these uh, BTS kids on uh, MTV the other day. And, um, you know, it's funny because I've been saying this. I've been kind of following K-pop for the last 10 years, and I've Mm -hmm. been saying this since the very beginning. It's like K-pop's formula. All the guys are doing Michael Jackson choreography. All the girls are doing Janet Jackson choreography. They get it, you know? And it's kind of a shame that the kids here in the United States are like, what are they doing? What's going on? It's so novel. (laughs) It's so fresh. And it's like, no, we invented it but they're giving it right back to us. You know? Well, <laughs> most, I mean, you look at most of their, the, the lineage of a lot of dancing and where it started and everyone got something from somewhere else. If it's mm-hmm. like James Brown to Michael Jackson to all these, you know, from like the Temptations, all Sammy these, Davis like, Jr. you know, all these boy bands that have emulated all of these artists from before them. You look at, you know, the Britneys, the, all the Christinas, like Janet was, was the mold. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we, we, you know, then we put it in different incarnations, you know, that are marketable in different events, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, n- none of it is really, you know, even some of our, our big artists right now. And this is what I was, it's funny. I was talking to Kevin about this. I'm like, most artists cannot do anything like that are, um, well, if they're in this vein, I'm not going to name, but that Madonna, <laughs> Madonna hasn't already done. Right. Like, what can they do that she didn't already do? It's hard. because mm-hmm. the, the whole- Well, I mean, I was just looking at the Miley Cyrus VMA performance last night. And although I know she was tipping her hat to her own Wrecking Ball video by riding that disco ball at the yeah. end of the performance... Madonna the did first it first. Thing, yeah, I was like, oh my God, this is Madonna deeper and deeper in the girly show. You know, I was, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a life is like Madonna says on that song in Madame X, life is a circle. Oh my God, Stefan, I think it's time for my favorite part of the podcast. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. All right, so, <laughs> I ready? I don't know if I'm right. ready. Are you, you, Christian, <laughs> for, <laughs> for every guest, we always do a little bit of lightning round questions. Oh, okay. Oh, it's yeah. just meant to be quick, off the cuff, top okay. of your head. No um, pressure. But... Uh-huh. We're going to do a little, I'm tweaking it slightly for you. We're going to do a special Drown World Tour lightning round today. God, you're going to jog my memory. Yes. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Drown World Tour is fresh in your mind right, right now. So. All right. Okay. Favorite song on the Drown World Tour set list? Music. Mm, yeah. Oh, wow. oh, oh, wait. Ooh, what, but what it feels like for a girl was really, uh, that really hit me too. <laughs> also known as Lo que siente la mujer. Sing it. Sing it. <laughs> okay. I, let, I let Tony handle all the Spanish on the show. Yeah, let him. Because my accent would, it's a, it'd be a, a, a Northeast Philly accent. It would just sound terrible. Yeah, don't uh, do it. <laughs> favorite Madonna number to dance in the Drown World Tour? Mm. Um, I have to say it was the like Cowboy Medley. Probably Don't Tell Me was yeah. one of my favorite. Yeah. I, I still do the little strut at the end of the video whenever that song comes on. And, you know, it's like it's the close up of all of Madonna and oh, all yeah, of the yeah, yeah, dancers. Yeah. And you're just sort of like, like jumping, jumping, moving your shoulders. I do that all the time. It's like, <laughs> my got, friend, I, if that song comes on, I just do it. I got another job just because of that ending shot. Fatima Robinson said the end of that video, 
that's that was why she hired me for some. Oh, it's he- that has heaven. I love that. Yeah. that mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. In fact, every Halloween, mm-hmm. if I am at lack of having a con a costume, uh-huh. I just put on a black button down without sleeves, dirty jeans, boots, and a cowboy hat, and I black out my eyes. And when people say, "Oh, you're a cowboy," I said, "No, <laughs> I am a backup dancer from Madonna's Don't Tell Me video." So I'm telling you, sure. Halloween, it's like it's all about just high concept, low effort. That's, that's all you got to do. Um, okay. Sure, lightning round, lightning round. Okay. Yeah, sorry, as we digress. Yep. Favorite look you wore in the Drown World Tour? Uh, uh, I would have to say cowboy. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. iconic. You, you didn't like the punk in the, I mean, I loved the punk. We, no, because our heads were covered up. No. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> no, our heads were covered up. No. What were some of the other, there was also the, well, I guess- actually, actually, you know, but I will say a, that um, Jean-Paul Gaultier, those um, tango outfits, those were nice too. Oh yeah, those, yeah. Were, oh, those were so beautiful. Yeah. That was such a beautiful section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, favorite look that Madonna wore in the Drown World Tour? Oh, I think, ooh, that's a hard one. God, I think um, what it feels like for a girl. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that dress was, that backless Me, dress yeah. was so... Uh, I mean, the Asian thing was cool too, but that's the first one that came to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, how, that, that Asian-inspired Komodo thing with yeah, the, that was that, no that's just like impressive to see. It's on a technical scale. Yeah. All right, I'll ask you just a couple other lightning round questions just because we have you. Um, favorite Madonna song in general? Ooh, God, that's <laughs> a hard one. Damn. Uh, off the top of your head, uh, Vogue maybe. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's the one that it, it, it's probably not overall video everything. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, well, I was gonna say favorite Madonna video with Vogue as well. I think it's or Don't Tell Me because you were in it. <laughs> no, it's not, it's, it's not Don't Tell Me. I think it would still be Vogue. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. It's always. Okay, you. These are hard because I mean I think about the images in rain and like how that. I know. But Vogue, I, I have to say Vogue because I'm a dancer and that's what really made me want to do this. Okay, so mm-hmm. yeah, let's press. Yeah. yeah, lightning. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sorry. Okay. And yeah. one of the great things about Don't Tell Me Too is that it was toward. You know, it came on MTV towards the end of MTV actually showing videos, and yeah. I recall it was on heavy rotation. You were on TV all day long. I like that. It's a good video. Why not? Yeah, yeah. It, is a, it, 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 it was a good video. It was different from, like, when it came out, we're like, oh, wow. Yeah. It was because it was, it was so different at the time. It's like everything was, it was just, wasn't what she had done before. Like, she always, you know, is like that. But, yeah, it was very different for us. Yeah. yeah. Well, Christian, we want to thank you for coming on the show and giving us all this background on drowned world and also on your career it's been great getting to know you thank you so much well thank you gents i appreciate yeah. it no i know it's i i feel like i could talk more about drowned world tour but we don't have three hours on the podcast for people <laughs> yeah i think that they'd be shutting this thing off <laughs> okay we get it guys yeah. drowned world tour moving okay. on yeah. christian tell everyone where they can find you on social media um my instagram is christian.jd.vincent um my i'm on twitter uh i'm still on facebook i've uh so christian vincent um mm-hmm. got a fan page um and yeah 
And See, don't forget, a Majestic Christmas oh, coming yeah. majestic this season majestic to the Hallmark Channel. I'm sure it's streaming right now somewhere. <laughs> Wait for Salt and Pepper, and then if you go on Netflix, watch Self Made, Madam C.J. Walker. That's yes, on it's actually really good with um, Octavia Spencer. Yes. What have you? Wait, have you jumped on the Instagram Live bandwagon at all? Are you I, doing you anything? Teaching I, or on Zoom? I I've done a little bit of Zoom stuff, but I haven't been. You know. I haven't done a ton of it. I haven't gotten, I'm going to start getting a little bit more virtual probably in the next few months and engaging that way a little bit more. I think I need to. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what's I mean, You never know. You can get new clients that way. You can yeah. get some new fans, you know, you know. Yeah. You never know. You, you, you <laughs> never know. And hence I'm here right now with you. There you exactly. Well, th- you know? thank you. Thank you. Pandemic for bringing <laughs> Christian Vincent onto our podcast. Yes. Thank you. Pandemic. And also <laughs> thanks to all of our listeners. We love you guys. And, um, you know, you can find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts, Apple podcasts, Podbean, Google play, Spotify. And you can also find us on Instagram at MLBC podcast and on our website, www.mlbcpodcast.com and I guess that's it um, thanks again to our guest um, Christian Vincent and Stefan and I guess we will see you guys very very soon in the next couple of weeks right? We're, we're never going away no we are right. a barnacle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thank you Christian thank you guys I appreciate it alright thanks guys we'll talk to you soon alright <laughs>